This is part two of a two-part interview. Sometimes the second part of these interviews is better than the first part. Blah, 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 blah. You know, you're not even listening, are you? We've told you over and over again, the second part of these interviews is better than the first. But where does that get us? The first half of interviews always has more downloads. Hey, you do what you want. You always do. So enjoy or don't. Whatever. Hola, bienvenidos. This is Richard Wilson. With this podcast, there are no electives. Every program is a prerequisite. The semester is in session. It's season two of the Bait and Switch podcast. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch podcast. My name is Chris Beyer. As always, my co-host is Jim Martin. Hello, everyone. Today's guest is a, an acquaintance of mine. His name is Matt Simmons. Simmons. Congratulations on being on the podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. This is this is awesome. This is an honor. It is. Oh, all right. Where does it, it rank is. in your life? Having kids, you know, graduating high school, where is this? Actually, I never went to my high school graduation. I was actually working. I just left. I was like, yeah, I don't want to go to my graduation. I'd rather just go to the Dells and doesn't work. Okay. You know, I don't need to walk across right. the stage and get my diploma. Maybe, maybe we should t- should we set that up for him? We could. We, we could. could. <laughs> Is that why you were in the cap and gown tonight? Because you never had that graduation. Yeah. <laughs> I think he just wears it around town now. I so do. Now, you, there. you missed your high school graduation? <laughs> I did. What about your parents? They They didn't want you to be at the ceremony? They didn't care. Which high school was it? Nicolet. Nicolet. Oh, really? Nicolet. Nicolet. Okay. Hated it. It's I like knew- one of the top. It's like one of the top high schools in the in the state all the time. I mean, it's got such a drug problem. It's it's ridiculous. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, there was teachers that I've actually smoked with. <laughs> really? Cigarettes. Imagine that. Wow. Wow. Yeah, cigarettes. <laughs> cigarettes. You know. It's- I know that you're involved in a new venture. What is that? Oh, I sell CBD and hemp oils. Okay. C- was CBD, was it stand for? CBD is the cannabinoid. It's you, everybody has a cannabinoid system in their body. It's kind of your supercomputer in kind of the 1930s when <clears throat> hemp was, was outlawed pretty much due to big farm and the logging companies and gas and, and all that because you can make biofuels out of it. It can build houses. You can make cars out of it. It's medicine. But CBD has no THC in it. People really have that stigma of the Cheech and Chong, the stoner era, the reefer madness. And and I rather see people smoking weed than to rush to the bar and then get in your car and drive home drunk. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there's yeah. the whole opioid crisis, right? right. Man, fentanyl and heroin. I've I've lost a lot of friends to, to really? heroin. Wow. Sorry to hear that. It's... It's an epidemic. Yeah. When you say a yeah. lot, what are we talking? Probably, I've known about at least 15 people who've OD'd. And these well, are people in their 20s for the most part. Say about mid-20s to mid-30s hmm. in that age. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, now, what is the status right now of CBD? Right now, it's legal in all 50 states. Okay. okay. I-, I would like to actually see it decriminalized rather than completely legalized they can't commercialize it then 
Okay. Which yeah. is what's happening in Colorado and things like that. It's it's legalized, and so now it's become a, a corporate thing. So what about the CBD oil and uh, drug tests? Okay, so that's actually a really good question. There okay, are it's actually <coughs> you finally came, <laughs> I said finally finally we came up with a good question. Yes. Chris. All right, good. <clears throat> you have to, you have to kind of look at what you're getting because if you do go to certain places, you talk to people, they're not going to know what what they're selling you. They're not going to take the product themselves. I mean, I I'm a distributor for Canaway, and I mean, I use every one of our products. Mm-hmm. If you do get a full spectrum CBD, then that's going to have about 12% THC in it. You will fail a drug test. If you get the pure CBD, there is, there's no THC. Okay. That's interesting. I, I just today saw um, Coca-Cola is looking into getting into this. They, um, yep. Heineken, all these places, beer guys can probably put in their hops and then away they go. Is it that kind of thing or, or is it just another product avenue they're going to pursue or what? I mean, I think it's more of big farm and, and different governments seeing what, what this plant is really capable of mm-hmm. and trying to jump on the market and make money. Sure. You see nothing but the drugs ink on TV. You see nothing but, mm-hmm. but how these drugs are horrible for you, but the commercials are, are nothing but alcohol and pills. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and of course, you always see the the classic thing is always the the list of side effects, right? This might cause diarrhea, blindness, you know, yeah. death, heart attack, high blood Who's pressure, died low from blood weed. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> ever. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of pharmacology companies that have a big stake in keeping cannabis down, so that they can continue to make their profits, sell their products. If you can manufacture a drug and talk about all the chemistry and put it in a pill form, you can charge whatever you want. But if you're just growing a plant, sure, you can do research and make it higher in certain contents and whatnot. But it's a plant, essentially. It's a commodity. Mm-hmm. And so the prices aren't going to go sky high like they are for, you know, some of the pills. That yeah, some kind of manufactured there's, thing. Yeah, yeah there's mm-hmm. less less margin in it for these companies to do that. So they're, you know, they're afraid of this, obviously. Well, I think all the pills are kind of designed to keep you sick. So you need to take more pills. I mean, make, um, make something that you could grow yourself, mm-hmm. your own medicine. Why let people grow their own medicine when we can charge you for it? Yeah. In fact, let's outlaw does not let you be able to grow it. And if we catch you growing it, we're going to throw you in prison for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, me and Jim are relatively law abiding. I, uh, <laughs> relatively, I'm not relatively, sure. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing, I don't even litter much. My one blind spot is gum. Gum. Do you litter with gum? Do you, you spit you, it out wait, the window? You throw gum outside? What do you do when you when you're in the car? You drive and you got gum and you want to toss it. What do you I'll do? Spit out the window. Do you really? I do. Do you do that too? Generally, I don't think we can be friends anymore <laughs> because I step in that crap. And I'm like, who the hell throws gum out in the middle of the, the street or the sidewalk? Who does this? You don't do that? No, I have a little garbage bag in my car and I roll it up in something, and throw the garbage bag. I, gum is my blind spot. No, it's not blind anymore. You're wide, I know, I know, but wide I, open to this. Other now. than the gum, that's really getting to you. Oh yes. man, you that's ever, really getting to you. You ever step on gum? You ever <laughs> step on gum? It sticks, and you got to like scrape it on the, on the dirt, and you got. Get, you know, oh, man, it's funny. Other than, you know, other than running that identity theft ring, 
that I do. Well, I'm I mean, in that. You know, Those what, two I, things are that, the things that I do. Right. Yeah, no, but uh, like I said, we kind of, me and Jim, we're straight and narrow people, right? Sure. I was thinking about these seven deadly sins. Uh, do you know what they are? Let's see if you can name them. Did you see the movie Seven? Spitting spit gum out, spitting gum out the window. Number two, gum out the window. That's littering. Is that's that crazy. I know it was gluttony, sloth. Gluttony, sloth. Yeah. Um, wow. Was, Adultery. No, Adultery. here we go. I'll, I'll give them to you. Pride, greed, Pride. Yeah. lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, and sloth. Maybe I just don't see those as sins. Which Which one do you think shouldn't be on there? Six deadly sins. Which When's the last time you did a wrath thing? Wrath? Like yeah. uh, like about gum? I <laughs> yeah, I guess I felt your wrath. I felt your wrath early with the gum. I felt I mean, his I wrath guess, with the I dog I guess really stuff. the only, I mean, the only one you would really want to take off, I guess, would be adultery. Because, I mean, if you get married, I, I think you should. I mean, I'm, I'm married and divorced. Kind That's of the Ten Commandments. Both. You're getting these all mixed up. Yeah, this is no, lust. no. Lust was the other one. Lust, well, adultery. Maybe. Lust. lust, adultery's not on. Well, that. I'm gonna go for like lust and that. So <laughs> I gotta go for this. Isn't a game show where you pick a category? <laughs> well, <I'll> wink, <laughs> wink. I'm gonna take yeah, lust yeah, yeah, yeah. for five hundred. Well, 500. we can just edit all this out anyway. So <laughs> wrath. I don't know what wrath is. Wrath. You don't know what wrath is? Well, the wrath of Khan. What right. Is that? That's what I know. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's a good thing. Wrath of Khan was a good movie. What is? So ra- I think wrath must be good. What is your understanding of wrath, Matt? My understanding of wrath is kind of, you know, the wrath brought down by God. Like, with, I guess it would go to the commandments. If you don't follow this, you're going to catch the wrath of God. But I'm a huge believer in karma. Hmm. Okay. Would that kind of be type of what you kind of reap what you sow? Yeah. The wrath of the universe is going to come on upon yeah, you I if mean, you're a douchebag yeah. like you're talking about. Yeah. And you'll get yours kind of thing. I mean, it was. I used to pride myself on, you know, kind of being an a-hole and... <laughs> There's oh, yeah. pride. There's one and right did, there. Pride. You, did you get your did you, <laughs> and I get your smackdown put on you? Um, I, I ended up in a uh, prison. Oh, really? I did. Wow. That that's a whole other story. I yeah, mean, it is. Married, it uh, is. Yeah. I married Precious. a crazy woman, and she kept blackmailing me to see the kids, and it was, oh, really? Kept. Holy she God. had me put. And in, you ended up in jail. Yeah. She's a very good actress. Wow. <laughs> Holy cow. Whoa. This can maybe all be cut out. We'll see what sure. happens. It's yeah, all yeah. your discretion. But uh, yeah, I'll ask you some questions now you brought it up. How long were you in? I was in for about two and a half years. Two and a half years. Wow. How tough is it? Um, As long as you're just, – just be a smooth person. Don't – just don't try – just don't walk out of your lane. Where were you? Um, I was at MSDF fighting my case for about a year. MSDF is Milwaukee Secure Detention Facility. Yeah, that that place is uh not fun. Hmm. Locked down pretty much nineteen hours a day. I mean they nineteen hours a day. Yeah. So what does that mean? Locked down? You're you're in your cell then, mm-hmm. and just hanging out in your. We just want to do our time and go home. Yeah, because you guys are not like uh, you know life. Some? I mean, it's like you, you are they really some? Yeah. That that facility. Yeah. You don't go to prison unless you've been a bad boy. Sure, but I didn't think that. I mean, I thought that was going to be like a different, you know, go to a pond or something, you know, go. Well, you, the most dangerous part of prison is probably going to be going through Dodge because you will be. That's your A&E status. And it, it was it was messed up because I went from. What does A&E stands for? Assessment and evaluation. Okay. kind of oh, okay. determines what prison you're going to go to. Okay. And that's considered a max. But I think that would be the most 
messed up part because that's you're I mean you're in with every I mean any part you're gonna be with people who have who have done something. Sure. Sure. So it's yeah. it's all just a matter of I mean I've had plenty of conversations with with lifers and people who are never going home who are just the chillest people, the most down to earth people, mm-hmm. the most conversational people you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. And you look at them like How the hell did like, you get in here? Huh? And and that's exactly it. I've I've seen a lot of people who is just situations where ridiculous and, mm. you know, one thing led to another and, you know, someone started a fight with them and somehow, you know, a knife got brought out and someone got stabbed and now this guy's doing, you know, 20 years. And mm-hmm. so yeah. what's it like that first day, that first week, that first month when they put you in a cell and that door locks, you know, you learn a lot about yourself learn you you learn who you are because no matter how hard you hit on that door the only thing that's going to happen is is more suits and and some bear spray and tasers Hmm. i'm sure you've seen people wig out oh yeah once they go to jail psychologically you know the the idea of being a caged animal well that that's another huge huge thing is that a lot of these people really should legitimately be in psych wards. They're just not getting the proper treatment that they need. Hmm. They're just going to dope them up on pills. I mean, you, you should see the med lines in these places. Hmm. I mean, half the pods are taking meds and the other half of them are, you know, cheeking them, selling them. Hmm. Cheeking them, holding their cheek. Yep. And then, and then selling them. After, well, when you, uh, when you take pills in prison, you know, you're going to all line up. There's going to be like this little med nurse with the cart and then you're going to have to take your pill. You're going to have to, you know, show her. Then after you take it, open your mouth, show her that you swallowed it. But people have gotten to the point where they can like hide it in places and their, their mouths were sure. don't show and then they'll bring it back. And then so they'll take it out of their mouth and then someone will give them canteen and then they'll just break that up and then snort that. Do you look back on that time as something of that, wow, I really learned something and uh, it's been a, something that was positive in the end, or is it just like, wow, two and a half years gone? You know, I was really, really pissed off at the time. I got put in prison because I did not report to my PO because I didn't want to stop smoking weed. So I went on the run and I just smoked weed mm-hmm. because I didn't want to take any other medication because that worked for me. Hmm. Actually, I got arrested at a certain point. <clears throat> I just had surgery. It was actually kind of really funny. This I just had hernia surgery. That night I was going for a walk and any other time I definitely would have had something on me. Hmm. And this night I was just going for a walk. Someone thought I was being suspicious because I, I was walking all like kind of cramped Could you walk your funny? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because you had to be <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So the cops come up, you know, I'm, I'm got warrants out. And so they were on the phone with my probation officer and, and Madison and that for about, I want to say a half an hour. I'm sitting in handcuffs this whole time. Okay, and then sure. they come back, they uncuff me. Huh. 
they're like, well, you know who your PO is. You got to go see your PO tomorrow. Hmm. Just turn yourself in. So I went to go see my PO the next day and I didn't really have the money for the best lawyers. So I kind of got, you know, the shaft on that. Yeah, it's really something how incarceration really affects not only the person, but their children and the community and things like that. And obviously you have to lock people up when they commit crimes, but they have to make sure that that this is a crime. They have to make sure that this is something that the person needs to be separated from society. That's a big decision to make. Oh, it actually got me. Oh, you, you brought up kids. That's actually really, really messed up because that just got me thinking when I first got locked up, when I first got put into MSDF, I was still talking to my ex-wife at that time. And I kind of was talking to my kids. I mean, I got charged with that and someone found out that I was talking to my kids and that I had the no contact with them. Is there some kind of like a restraining order or something? There, or, there I mean, was, but oh, okay. someone oh, in the pod went and told okay. gotcha. to try to get their sentence reduced. Right. Like I got information oh, I on see. these people. People will do some dirty shit to get their, sure. their sentence reduced. And it's the people who are, man, I ain't no snitch. I ain't no snitch. I, don't, um, I ain't no snitch. At Ozaki, in the bullpens when you're waiting to go to court in Ozaki, when you're sitting up there with everybody, the DAs will come up in there and be like, so uh, you want to make a deal in front of everybody? So you're just so you're sitting there like I got a what? So either be labeled a snitch or play along with them and then become an undercover cop for them. They deliberately do this so that they know that you're in a tough spot. And it, it really depends on the COs and the cops. Whatever. CO yeah. is commanding cor- officer. Cor- <laughs> Correctional officer. Correctional officer. Correctional officer. Yeah. Don't give them that much respect. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding for all you uh Officers out there <laughs> for correctional <laughs> officers. More respect. In the, a lot, ton of respect to those guys. If you're going to f*** someone's cell up, just put it back the way you found it. That's all we're asking. That's all, that's all we're asking. <laughs> I, think, I think that's common you know, courtesy, it honestly. It really is. When, when I do that, I mean, when I those f*** up somebody's cell, I just I put it back. You know, I, was in the, uh, I was in the Air Force, and so that sounds a lot like basic training. <laughs> like, they see, just come around and piss you off, and they throw your stuff all over. Like, I just fixed this all up. Air Force, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Is it? Uh, yeah. well, uh, what was your MOS? I worked on F-16s. I was a communication navigation guy on F-16s. Right. A couple yeah, was- friends in the military, friends in the Guard. And oh, okay. Friends oh. in the Marines. And I wanted to go back. I had a horrible back injury playing rugby in high school. And oh, okay. Got incredibly addicted to painkillers. And it, oh, got, no. it got bad downward spiral. And uh-huh. Coming back towards uh, marijuana, right? Yeah, uh, right. Painkillers, uh, marijuana is a, is a much less uh, addictive, uh, addictive right? fraught with peril than, than painkillers. I will say weed and CBD got me off of everything. I don't feel the need to go out and drink or take prescription pills. I just don't. Mm-hmm. What about what they've phrased PTSD now, post-traumatic stress disorder? Do you still feel the stress from being in the joint? I'm using <laughs> all they the, use that in the joint. In the, the joint. joint. In the, the joint. big house. The big house. The slammer. No, but I mean. <laughs> dude, it was just like Shawshank Redemption, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean. You're digging through the walls. What I mean is, is there any lingering you know, anxiety related to being caged up? Yeah. You, you forget how to talk to people. I actually knew one guy in prison who he had a sex charge. 
got like four years, but here's here's the kicker on, on the sex charges that they have. You have a guy like this who he was 18, his girlfriend was 16. Mm-hmm. They were madly in love. Her parents didn't like him. Mm-hmm. Ended up calling the cops on him. I mean, he got like four years for it. I mean, right. th- this happens all the time. Yeah, and now he's a registered sex offender and all, that, all the stuff that comes along with that. You'll be like, dude, why, why are you here? You are like one of the most intelligent people I've ever had a conversation with. Mm-hmm. What about the stereotype of the guy that wants to go back to jail? Did you ever see that where a guy got so used to being in jail? <clears throat> Institutionalized? That- Absolutely. Yep. I mean, I knew a lot of homeless people. I mean, they knew the law well enough, and they knew what types of of crimes they commit. So, you know, when it starts to get cold out, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to get myself locked up for four months. Mm -hmm. You talked about how you kind of know people in high school that might be into drugs. Is that true of the prison population as well? Can you get a feel for somebody out in, you know, the population now that they're like, I bet you that guy spent some time behind bars as well. Not as much. People think of the, you know, the ex-convict as, you know, the big just tattoo guy that, I mean, is is so, so many white collar crimes out there that, I mean, people go to prison all the time for tax evasion. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people in prison for child support. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You did mention uh, you, you wanted to talk about what actually sent you to jail. So what happened that you went to jail? I used to be an extreme alcoholic and I mean, my, my ex-wife was just, was always attracted to that bad boy type. So she would always know how to push the buttons and make, I mean, it was a very abusive relationship on both ends. Knowing that she took everything I've ever loved. She, I haven't seen my kids in four years and she just keeps moving state to state and Hmm. Yeah, I love you, baby girls. It's been a long ride. I will get you back soon. They're how old? They are 11, 9, and 7. I can be the father that I can really need to be and, you know, just take them back and have them want or need for nothing. Like, I got it, you know. Mm-hmm. Missed too much time and whatever you need, I can help you out with. Yeah, I couldn't imagine... The pain of that. Yeah. It's going to be horrible. Yeah. It, it is what it is, but it'll, yeah. it'll subside. But I will say that I wasn't on like a right. I'm not going to be like all godly and say that I believe in this. I'm very spiritual in, in some type of way. But if I didn't end up in prison, like the things that I, the things that I went to prison for were so ridiculous, but like everything that I've gotten away with in my life, it's kind of one of those things where the karma kind of evens out. And if I didn't, I think end up in a situation where I really needed to figure out who I was, Mm -hmm. I don't think I really could have gotten, I mean, as sober, you know, as I am today without, you know, using pills or drinking yeah, I was going to ask you, I mean, how has that affected your perspective on your freedoms? I do definitely have a lot more empathy for things. It doesn't always work. I mean, I always, you know, have a little bit of a temper. But, I mean, I'm, I'm never one to really hold my tongue. I'm always going to say what comes exactly to mind. People don't 
always necessarily like that, but sure. <laughs> it's kind of they've come to know that this is who I am. I'm not going to really be something else to appease you. Mm-hmm. That's just not going to happen. Well, it's been, you said, what, two and a half years, three years now that you've been out? Yeah. Yeah. Let's say you had the flu, and you're getting over the flu. There's that day or two where you're coming out of it, and you start to feel better, but you're not quite yourself. You've been back out now for two-plus years. How long did it take to become mad again? You don't walk out day one feeling, hey, I'm back to the old guy I used to to be. How long did it take for you to feel like, hey, I'm back to who I was? Um, I don't think you're ever going to go back to who you were. You're always going to carry that, that experience with you no matter what. You can't just turn off being in prison. I mean, you're going to forget about it and it's going to kind of distance itself, but it's always going to be in the back of your mind of, I did time here, I did time here. This is what I did when I was in. Yeah. This will actually wrap up the podcast here. Uh, for uh, Matt. Right. So, Matt, yeah. thanks for stopping yeah. by. Thanks for coming in. It, Appreciate it. Guest. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, good. Good. Well, hey, uh, well, let's count down the music. We'll do it in sure. three, two, one. Yeah, you're, you're familiar with this. Here we go. We're going to count down the music. Here we go. And three, <laughs> two, two, one. Music. All right. Jim's going to have the music at this point. Well, once again, again, thanks again, Matt, yep. for stopping by. And uh, good, good having you. Fun. Thank you. Good Thank you. It's awesome. Great conversation. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch podcast when our guest, Tracy Johnson, the president of the Commercial Association of Realtors, Wisconsin, and radio talk show host, gives us measured feedback on one of our theories. Are water levels rising throughout the earth? Have you seen it? Have you encountered it? I have not. I have They talk about islands going under. This might be unrelated. I got a sink that's backing up. Sure. Do you think that has anything to do with Absolutely. climate change? For sure. No, it does not. It you doesn't? Like Am a- I the only person that knows what's going on here? <laughs>